0: everybody. Welcome back. This is Heidi St. John, and you are listening to the Busy Mom Podcast. I am really glad that you're here today. Today, I am finishing up a six-part series on marriage. Yesterday, we talked about monogamy and marriage, hot monogamy, and basically what I meant by that is marriage, which is between a man and a woman and should last you for a lifetime, should not be boring in the bedroom, right? should be amazing. It should be awesome. Um, you know that our that our podcast is sponsored, and our sponsor is Five in a Row, and you can hear more about that at the previous podcasts. So I've given you a little bit more information, but I hope that you will go check them out. We can't do a podcast without a sponsor, and so we appreciate uh, Five in a Row and their commitment to families and their desire to help us get this podcast out to you. So thank you, Five in a Row. All right, I want to finish up the series. By kind of jumping into, and I was talking to my husband briefly about this, this is a tough subject. In fact, I probably will come back to it because this is a tough subject to really dig deep into in a 10-minute podcast. And I know that most of you listening to this only have 10 minutes every day, which is why we decided to make the podcast really short because we just wanna give you a shot in the arm. But I wanna talk to you really quickly because I told you I wrote a blog post over at The Busy Mom about pornography and its effects on marriage. And I wanna take you to God's word. Which, if you've been listening to me for very long, you know I am a woman of faith. I believe that the answers that we're looking for can be found in God's word. So I want to start there today. Philippians four eight says, "Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things." Now, the reason I share that verse for you is because I have talked to many women. And heard their stories over the years who have experience with porn inside their marriage, and they you know their the reasons for getting into it are are varied and vast, but there is a common denominator, and the common denominator usually is it starts out with a need on the part of one partner or the other, and actually there are a lot of women who are really deep into porn now, but I still think that the vast majority of people who struggle with this are the husbands, the men in the relationship. And the, the thing that I've noticed is there's a need that's not being fulfilled, it starts that way. And then like any other uh, habit, especially a habit that's not good for you, becomes an addiction. and It's very hard to break free from that. I want to encourage you that if you're in that situation today and you're listening to me right now and you're thinking we've allowed this into our marriage and it has poisoned the well of our marriage, the wellspring of our marriage, to be real about what's going on in your life. Be honest about it. There are so many um, opportunities and resources out there for people who are trying to break free from the addiction of pornography in their marriages. Don't make excuses for allowing something that is sinful into your marriage. See, we were created by God to be able to have awesome sex. There's more, we were made for more than having babies. We were made to be able to enjoy a sexual relationship. It does something for our souls as a husband and wife and it knits our hearts together and strengthens our union. And we were created to be able to enjoy sex and marriage god wants you to be able to enjoy it. it's all over his word He created you just the way you are But we weren't created To go outside of the bonds of that vow that we made with the lord So if you're struggling with that today, I really want to encourage you be real about it uh, there are, um Addiction recovery groups, and I, I just heard from a woman the other day who wrote to me a story about uh, seeing her father and his addiction to pornography and what it did to their, their family and the healing that they found uh, through a sexual addiction group that was at their church, and her father had the courage— to go with his wife and say, listen, we've, we've really got a problem. And he was able to be set free from that. So there is freedom and there is hope for that. And I really want to encourage you in that area. The other thing that I want to talk to you about today is the importance of enjoying the gift that God's given you to be able to have children. I'm not here to tell you that birth control is a sin because I don't believe that. And I'm not here to say everybody should have, you know, as many kids as I do because I don't believe that. But what I, what I do want to, to, uh, bring up to you and and leave you with in this series as we're talking about marriage and building a family is the precious, precious gift that having children is. I think that we've lost perspective. And I, I've seen this over the years in the homeschool community. It has really grieved me. You know, not everybody has been asked or called to have a whole bunch of kids. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about children and we need to go always back to the word of God. I had a friend who pastored a church in Northern Washington and he said, uh, if you torture a verse long enough, it'll confess to anything. And I think, man, as a Christian community, boy, we're sure good at twisting the words of the word of God to make it say what we want it to say. And men and women, if you have a personal conviction about this, well then call it a personal conviction. But let's be really careful not to take our personal convictions and turn them into mandates in scripture. The Bible says that children are a gift from the Lord. Nowhere in God's word does it say that children are a requirement. They are a gift from the Lord. And every single one of the seven children that the Lord has given to my husband and I, we have seen as a gift. There are times when I do not see them as gifts and times when I wonder if there is a return policy on the gifts. But we are watching as our children are growing up to see the promises of God fulfilled. And the verse, that says that there is no greater joy than to see our children walking in the truth and watching our children passing to the next generation. A walk with the Lord. You see, we miss it in this culture when we believe the children are an inconvenience. It's heartbreaking for me to read stories of women who are having abortions For any reason, but particularly as a form of birth control, because somehow we've been told that we need to make a lot of money, or we need to have a certain level of patience, or whatever, to have children, and it's just not true. Our culture has devalued life to the point where abortion is an everyday practice in this nation— And I think we miss God's heart when we don't see children as a blessing. And that's what I want to hit home to you. One of the best things that Jay and I have done in our marriage was embrace the idea that God would give us children. And we embrace the idea, not because it's easy, but because we believe that God's intentional when he says the children are a blessing, that they're a gift, our kids have taught us so much about what it means to trust the Lord. There have been many, many, many times when Jay and I have been at our wit's end, and one of our kids will say something and it will remind us, oh, that's right. That's who God is. Some of you are listening to this today and you're and you're thinking, oh man, you know, you just found out you were pregnant for the fourth time and you weren't expecting it, and you don't know if you can do it. And I want to encourage you, you can do it. You can do it. And like I said before, this isn't a mandate. I'm not saying that birth control is wrong. That's not it at all. I'm hoping to to cast a vision for you to see children the way God sees them. God said that children are a blessing, that they're a gift, that the man who has many children is not gonna feel like a fool at the city gates. He's gonna be proud of them. I think of that Proverbs 31, women, the Bible says that her children rise up and call her blessed. And I'll tell you what, you guys, I waited for a long time for even just one of my children to rise up and call me blessed. And I'm still waiting for for some of them to do that. Mothering is hard. Parenting is hard. Marriage is hard, right? Let's be honest. But you know what? It's worth it. Nothing that we do in this life that's worth doing is easy. The things that are really worth it are hard. They're difficult. But the blessing that we get from working through those things and taking them as they come is absolutely profound. I hope that you will take something away from this series that we've done on marriage and family and just thank the Lord for what he's given you. Look at your children the way God looks at them. Not the way the world tells you to see them, but the way God sees them. God said, Children are a blessing. They are a gift from the Lord, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children that are given to you and your husband when you're young. Got kids? Then praise the Lord. He's doing something in your life that is going to benefit you for years and years to come. And hopefully, by God's grace and his mercy, change a generation for the gospel of Christ.